Oh, most wise Dr. Shammy. That's Shammy. Oh, sorry. I come seeking your wisdom. What insight may I bestow upon you today? George has stolen my pen. What should we do? Are you standing in judgment of your fellow man? But Dr. Shami isn't stealing wrong. Morality is not an absolute. Morality is relative. There are no absolutes. Really? Absolutely. You cannot force your morals on someone else. But I thought stealing was wrong. There is no right and wrong. But if you wish, I'll talk to George. I don't think so. He just drove off in your car. What? He stole my car? He can't do that. Well, I thought you said stealing wasn't wrong. But this is my car. So who decides when it's right and when it's wrong? Stop philosophizing and get me a telephone. So there are no rights and wrongs unless you're the one wronged? Will you call 911? There are rights and wrongs. There was a guy that I heard that had a testimony. He was a gambler and hung out in pool halls, hustled people, you know, made big bucks, ripped off people. He got saved. Started going to a church, and good friends of his he got to know, invited him over for dinner after church. Got over there to their basement, and guess what was in their basement? A pool table. <gasps> he about croaked. How could these hypocrites, they seem so nice, have a stinking pool table in their house to corrupt everything? And he was offended and stomped out of the house because they were hypocrites. Were they? Absolutely not. His background is his sin, his memories were from pool tables, but the pool table didn't make him sin, but that's what was connected to his life. And when he looked at a pool table, he couldn't see anything but sin. But the other family had nothing to do with sin. They were just playing a game, hitting a ball, and knocking into little pockets. It was nothing to them. Notice how the problems continue to grow in our culture. They happened way back at the beginning. They haven't changed. Don't get down on people who struggle over issues. It's never changed in the church from the first century. But again, I need you to be wise and discerning. We need to learn how to break through that which is the hurts and memories of our old days and what God actually says is right and wrong and learn to act like Christ in this whole situation. So we've got a lot of simple questions to ask. Now, going back then, understanding the background of the meat and worshiping idols and all those questions, who Paul talked to, what was the context, why some said it was right, now we understand why some said it was wrong. We have to go back and say, does the Bible say no? Let me give you three basic words to remember to help you decipher through these kind of issues. The first word is precept. I'm going to give you three Ps here. Precept. A precept is a, is a Bible word that says rule or a command, a specific statement. In other words, when I had my kids and we traveled in our car, we had, this, we had some rules set up. You can't touch your brother. Now, the reason, we didn't, the reason we said you can't touch your brother isn't because we didn't want them to like each other. It was because they always wanted to fight. And so the one touched the brother so he could cause a fight. So we had to set up a precept that said, don't touch your brother. And depending on your kids, you might have to set up more rules. Don't drool in your brother's ear. Don't scream in your brother's ear. No poking your brother. You know, you, you might have to have 40 precepts. All of them were, were for a bigger reason, but they had all these specific statements of what they couldn't do because we didn't want them to practice something. Okay, that's the precept, the rules that told them no. Make sense? Okay, 
Now, underlying that precept is a concept called a principle. It's a bigger thing. See, I love my kids, and I wanted them to learn to love one another. So I made up the rules of no poking, shoving, smacking, hitting, screaming, drooling, or whatever it was, stealing your food, because I wanted them to learn to love their brother. Okay? The bigger principle was the love. The smaller precepts were to, to force them to love their brothers until they actually really would love their brothers. Right? And so you got the precepts that say the Bible says plain oh no, but a lot of times the Bible just doesn't say no. There's nothing in the Bible that says thou shalt not smoke marijuana. It's not there. There's no Bible verse that says thou shalt not um, shoot your neighbor in the ear. It says you should not kill, but it doesn't say you can't shoot him in the ear. What, you know, hey, what's the big deal? I only shot him in the ear. I didn't really kill him. You know, see, there's, it doesn't always give you every stinking little command. It gives you a bigger principle. Okay, you understand? There's a bigger one behind that that causes you to understand why you don't shoot your neighbor in the ear, even though it doesn't say thou shalt not shoot your neighbor in the ear. With me? Okay. Now, behind that is a final truth, and that's God himself. God's got a character. He's got a nature. He's got characteristics about him. The Bible says in 1 John, God is Anybody know? Love. Not God is a loving kind of person. It defines it as saying God is love. He is absolutely what love is. Because that's who he is. He naturally has, lives by the principle of loving people. That's why when he came along and made mankind, he said, guess what? I'm going to give you a bunch of precepts because you don't guys have a clue. You're like, my, like Randy's sons. So here's command one. First of all, I need to teach you how to love me. So you, you are to do what? What's the first command? No other gods before me. I'm to be the priority of who you are. No other god but me. You're to love me. Now, my wife did that to me. When we got married, she said, no other, no other girls before me. They're all out. She went through my wallet, and she made me throw away all my old pictures. No other girls I had to burn my bridges. I couldn't have any old pictures from high school of girls. I couldn't have any girl pictures from other... They're all gone. Pfft, out of my wallet. She demanded that only her... So it's not unusual, is it? That's what love is about. God is just telling you how to love, love him like we are supposed to love. You are, have no other gods. I'm it. That's the only evidence to prove you love me. See, God just wants you to be... God is love. And he wants you to understand what love is. And if you go through the commands, you'll find the first ones are showing how to love God. The rest are to show how to love your neighbor as yourself. You're not to lie. You're not to commit adultery. What is, why? Because you show that other person love. But he knows that we're too ignorant and thick-headed. So he makes up precepts to tell us how to not poke each other in the eye, not to lie and steal and so forth. Because otherwise we go, that's not unloving. I, I was hungry, so I needed to take that. You know? No, no, no. If you love your neighbor, you don't steal their food, you don't steal their car, you don't steal their dog or whatever else. That's not love. So he set up precepts to show us how to do that. That's our foundation, right? Three simple ideas. God himself and his character, the principle behind it based on his character, and finally, absolute clear-cut commands. A lot of times you don't find that pre, uh, precept there. That doesn't mean that God gives you the license to do it then. You go further and find out what his principle is and who he is in character and go, oops, I, I didn't find the law that said thou shalt not smear, smoke marijuana, but I do find the concept that says 
God wants me to be under control. Here's a similar situation under another idea. Here, it's, you start to find out God's ways through his personality and through his principles, and you can come to the same conclusion. But besides that, in Revelation, it says that all those who go to hell, basically it says one of the sins that was listed, not just lying and cheating and whatever, but also said those who practice witchcraft. And the Greek word there is pharmakia. You know what that word sounds like? Pharmacy. It's drug taking. When King James and those guys translated the Bible, no one took drugs for recreation. The only thing they had to connect to was witchcraft used drugs. So they translated it as a practice of witchcraft, not understanding, because no one, now we could translate it properly in our culture and we go, oh yeah, I know what that means. God doesn't want you to do that. That's, that's wrong. He tells us that's wrong. So we have a clear-cut precept on those things. Why? Because he loves you and he doesn't want you to harm yourself. Go back to the same principles, what? Of who he is and his principles, right? Just like I told my kids they couldn't poke, you know, their, their uh, take something and poke it through their ear. Not because I didn't love them, because it hurt them if you stick something in your ear. I told them they couldn't put their finger in the electrical plug. You ever seen little kids want to keep going and stick their fingers in electrical plugs? Oh, they hate it when you drag them from there. Don't tell me I can't do this. But you do it, why? Because you love them. You don't want them to hurt. You want them to instead have peace and goodness, not be fried with electricity. And the same thing, God's loving nature tells you not to do certain things because he loves you. Exactly. Simple as that. Now, understanding this helps us deal with the issue about the battle between eating meat or being a vegetarian in their culture. What would Jesus do? Did Jesus eat meat? Is the next question. Did Jesus Christ on this earth eat meat? Of course he did. Why do we know for sure? Scripture says he ate fish. And also the Passover. What happens in the Passover? They ate lamb. Guarantee you he ate meat. So on a general question, is it right to eat meat? Jesus, who was God in the flesh, would he sin against his own rules? Of course not. So generally it's not wrong to eat meat. It's okay. And like I said, we already found commands of the Old Testament. It says, here you eat this, and what kind of meat to eat? He said to eat it. So we find commands, and by his very person, that it's okay. He showed it when he walked this earth that it's okay. So that's making a pretty strong case that it's okay for us to eat meat, right? Not pigs, though, right? <laughs> not bacon, right? Because they said not to, not to eat it. Right, and the reason God told not to is because of the evidence of how much it harms your body, according to the Old Testament. It said it gives you toxins, and we found out by science what God told them back then. They didn't know why. He just said, don't do it. Now we know why. It kills you bad. It sticks all kinds of poisons in your system. And, all, and remember, I, I don't remember if I told you or not, remember when they, the archaeologist, of all things, here's what you wouldn't want to do as an archaeologist, dig up old toilets. But in Biblical Archaeology magazine, some crazy archaeologist dug up toilets from old days. And during the ancient times, 2,000 years ago, they found a Jewish toilet. So they excavated it, and they analyzed it, and the Jewish toilet was full of pollen and uh, good things. But they also found Egyptian toilets, and they excavated, and guess what they found? Disease and evidence of tapeworms, every kind of disease that comes from eating pork. They've, they've proven it all. Their toilets were full of all kinds of evidences that they were 
filled with stuff. Do you know in America, they did autopsies uh, in Los Angeles during the 80s just to test things. They tested for trichinosis, which is a, a disease from pork. Everybody says, as long as you cook it, you're okay. Do you know that endless numbers of those dead people in Los Angeles all had evidence in their throat of trichinosis, even though they had no knowledge they had it or felt sick about it? It was still, the disease was already in their bodies. You still get diseases from pork. That's, I believe, the reason God said don't eat pork then, and I think it'd be wise if you don't do it now, but it's your body. Anyway, <clears throat> that's another sermon. Do you love God enough to fight through cultural norms and listen to His will on what is right and what is wrong? Do you have the courage to listen to Christ's teaching and stand alone if necessary to please Him? As the scriptures teach in 1 Thessalonians 5 19-22 do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things, hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Take the narrow way. If you have questions you can ask Randy by contacting him on Twitter at Randy M. Bell or online at narrowroadunderground.klptv.com.